enriching our case files. Um, a bi-weekly paranormal podcast where myself, Lee, and my co-investigator, Tom. Hello. Uh, we run through some of the world's most famous, uh, confounding, and iconic cases of paranormal activity, UFO of sightings, abductions, cryptids, whatever. Yes, that's and right. The most iconic cases. Yes, uh, and come to a conclusion whether we believe, in our own experience, um, with the evidence at hand, if it is indeed paranormal or not. Mm. I mean, so far in this series, I've spent a lot of time sort of being the cynical one, sort of always trying to debunk. Um, I'm going to try my best to rein that in today, because this one's a lot of fun. Oh, um, yeah. And it's also so different to all the other UFO cases that I've seen, uh, because this actually happened. Um, this, this, this actually was seen by 50,000 people at least. Yeah. 700 eyewitnesses come Seven, forward. 700 eyewitnesses came forward officially, but obviously it happened in quite a public area. I like to call this one the boomerang in the sky. <laughs> boomerang with, with light bulbs on it. Today, the case we're looking into is the case of the Phoenix Lights, um, a UFO sighting that took place city of Phoenix. The city of Phoenix. In Arizona. Here in Arizona. Uh, and also across Nevada and the Mexican yeah, state seen, of Sonora. It was seen in a fair few places. And um, this case actually had its birthday very recently. Yeah, so it took place in March 13th, uh, 1997. And on this day, it, it is, is March 18th. March 18th. 2021. We did not know that before we chose this no, one. No, it was a happy coincidence. We chose this one after last week's podcast, which is a fortnight ago. Um, to the day since we're recording this on a Thursday. Um, if, if you're listening to this on a different date other than tonight, um, I hope COVID's finally over. Yeah, I hope that um, things are back to because a, good, a good place. I hope I hope the political climate has calmed down a little bit as well. That's probably not going to happen, but let's face it. <laughs> so the official timeline begins about 7pm on March 13th, 1997, when five lights in a V-shaped formation appeared over Phoenix, Arizona. Um, the National UFO Research Center says the first call came in at 8.16 by a retired police officer in Paulden, Arizona, which is about two hours north of Phoenix. Um, quotes, a cluster of orange, orange, orange lights in a V-shaped formation. Um, then the National UFO Research Center received a call placing the object moving southeast towards Phoenix. Towards Phoenix, yeah. I thought I personally thought that the, the first initial sighting, the first official record of any sighting, uh, was from an unidentified, unnamed man in yeah. Henderson, Nirvana. Henderson, Henderson, you got the job. That's that's that is a reference to Stranger Things. If you yeah. haven't seen Stranger Things, turn this podcast off. Go watch it. Yeah, if any Stranger, but please don't. Please keep listening. Please yeah, finish it. the podcast and then watch Stranger Things. Yes, please, okay. Um, yeah, man in Henderson. He saw a V-shaped object. Um, he said that he is quoted to say that sound, the object made a noise like rushing wind. Um, and was roughly the size of a Boeing 747 uh, passenger airliner. Which is very big. It's well, quite, it's big, but if you... If it's, 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 it's a commercial yeah. so, so I mean, all we've got are lights in the sky, but it, you say it's big, but if we when we get later on to the story, like, this thing was massive. It was a lot bigger than a 747. Exactly. Which um, is odd, um, as we'll probably get into later in the podcast as well, is that um, most bits of evidence we get in this case will point to both sides of the argument. Sort of 50-50 towards the mundane and the extreme. Oh, both sides of the argument being it was definitely aliens to it was absolutely just Something some flare or someone sh setting off fireworks or something. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, it's so odd. Um, this isn't going to be certainly as clear-cut as Roswell or anything like that. We'll, 
will let you guys know that yeah. for sure. Um, just going back to what you said about the, the unidentified former police officer. He was unidentified. They yes, retired police a officer. retired police officer. You see, I do think it would have been so much better if this police officer was identified. Like, it's always an unidentified... It's always, like, someone who won't come forward and yeah. say who they are. Um, I get that it's because they don't want to come under ridicule yeah. or risk their careers. A, a lot of ridicule that comes with it. And, and the thing is, like, I don't think any of us know until we've been there and have been reporting a UFO sighting hmm. how much ridicule... Maybe not for us, obviously. I wish I could. I wish I could report a UFO sighting. Yeah, no, no, sighting. of course, definitely. I mean, d- us being of a younger generation, yeah. I think... Maybe not as much. Yeah. But certainly. Well, I mean, um, we both know that even in the nineties, but especially, but like you know, in it's with the Roswell case, for example, the government do tend to love just making a mockery of the UFO community. Yeah. Um, and turning it into a laughing stock. So I do understand that. I just think that like any kind of source from someone in an official capacity, when they don't say, when they don't give their identity, it completely casts any doubt over it. Yeah, um, and it's a shame. I, I wish these yeah, people no, would. Course, I wish these people would say like, oh, "My name is this. I worked for this brand," and make it more concrete. I think. I think a lot. I think some people do. I think. I think the fact that he's a retired police officer would probably have a, at least a little bit of credibility. Yeah, until you in, until schmuck. he doesn't get identified, and then it could have just been anybody claiming to be anybody they want. That's what I'm saying. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Um, but point. moving on. Moving on. Um, so. Moving on, 8.17pm, lights were reportedly seen in Prescott Valley, Arizona, uh, just north of Phoenix. Um, It was seen by Tim Lay and his family uh, while sitting out on the front porch of their house. Uh, They reported seeing five, between five and nine, sort of orange lights uh, forming a V-shape in the sky, passing over their heads. Um, It sort of took the form of a 60 degree carpenter's square i don't know if you've seen one of those yeah it's like an angle it's a 90 degree angle and then it goes off in a, a v shape and you use it to, yeah. to, to do angles uh, in carpentry i assume just a quick one following on from that point tom isn't tim lay the one that said that he could see sort of like a gray outline behind the lights yeah so the way that he describes it um in his account is that the it looks like they were individual lights in the sky but when they formed into a V, it became quite clear that they formed a larger craft. Yeah, um, he said there was like something blotting out the stars behind. Yeah, them. so he said he said it didn't look like he couldn't see a physical object. It just looked like night the, the black night sky, like a across. shadow. Yeah, so it was just blocking blotting out the stars. It was a very starry night that night, very clear sort of Arizona. Um, I'm sure you all know. For anyone who hasn't been to Arizona, um, it's it's dry. It's a desert. Hella warm. Yeah, Phoenix is a city in the desert by some mountains. It's 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 very arid very clear yeah um so anything anything in the air can be very easily seen at all times yeah no. um so yeah he said he said he saw the cluster of lights form into a v um and what else what, the other thing that he he noted was that in between the lights it looks like there was some kind of energy connecting them yes is that right um he did say also the lights didn't spill out or shine and they looked kind of like gas Okay. Almost in his interview, which is very, very odd. Um, How can light? I can, look I like can gas? imagine. I can imagine be like a, a dull shine, like not okay. really like spilling out or like mm. causing much glare, just like a light being there. Okay. Another. Another. Again, something that I don't. I can't really even imagine it. No. When you when you I say can to me it in theory, but I can't imagine. The when you say to me light that look like gas, I almost think of um sort of like the Milky Way galaxy. Like yeah, and and um, possibly, because it didn't spill out or shine. 
Uh, also, witnesses in the Prescott Valley area reported that whatever the craft was, it moved silently through the sky, making yeah. absolutely no noise whatsoever. Um, which which does sort of contradict the rushing wind sound, the the first caller. Well, yeah, exactly. That, that, that's it. Like you said, with the with the rushing wind sound, I haven't heard that. I haven't sort of seen that testimony or heard that sort of. Um, could have it could have been as the craft was lifting up off the ground, maybe. Well, apparently. <laughs> That's the thing when you look into um, into stories about these these crafts, especially the V-shaped ones in yeah. different cases. They're said to be silent no matter. There's been said to be like a like a like a low hum. Mm. But then I Sim- similar in technology you know, to a Tesla car. You know, you know what it is. You know what it is. You know, what I reckon it is. Where where was the sighting when it said that it sounded like a rushing wind? Um, that would have been Henderson, Nevada. Henderson, Nevada. I'm yeah. guessing that would have been sort of so in the sticks. Just, the, just to the, the northwest. Nowhere, yeah, so it was exactly. relatively, so, relatively all, like, it's not as far away from Phoenix as to not, yeah. as to be all, a long journey. All the claims of um, the craft being silent and moving silently seem to come from mm. Phoenix. Phoenix. In the city. Yeah. Right? And also, sound of rushing wind, technically... If they're expecting the sound to sound like an aircraft. I mean, not to sound like um, pointing out the obvious, but maybe it was the wind blowing. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Um, and also, like, if they're expecting to sound to, to, for it to sound like a fucking burn 747, mm. going to the top, but it sounds like the sound of rushing wind, that's going to sound pretty pretty mm. silent to you. This could have easily just been a Boeing 747. This is like, happened happen to be on the same evening. This is one guy. I was there, I saw the Phoenix lights. Nah, you saw a plane. But, Everyone else saw the light. Well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, good, good, good point. <laughs> I was included. No, you weren't. Get when, out. Shut when, up. When, when there is so many eyewitness accounts, and not just the ones over in Phoenix, mm. but the ones sort of out in the sticks as well. Yeah, it could be other things contributing, and they might not be seeing what everyone in Phoenix thought they saw. Mm. Well, interestingly, um, it, residents of Prescott Valley, which, oh. like, like we said before, is just outside of Phoenix, to the northwest. Yeah. Um, so they said they saw the lights form. They saw these random lights in the sky form into the shape of what they <clears> thought was a singular craft, um, and they said it sl- it moved slowly, so slowly that it was almost hovering, um, yeah. and, and at an altitude of about forty five fifty meters above their head, which is quite it's quite a lot high distance. That's that's like a like a high rise tower sort of height. Yeah. You know I mean, it's half the size. Of, it's sort of but half the height of the Eiffel Tower, so it's still pretty high up. That's but a damn, low enough that's down. That's a damn sight lower than any Boeing seven four seven. Yeah, no, no plane's gonna fly over your head that low no. unless you're literally sort of camped out by the runway. Yeah. Um, and it completely contradicts all of the other reports because then the timeline goes on that after it had gone over Prescott Valley, it then passed over a mountain range. I can't for the lie. I don't know if you know the name of the mountain range. I'm not so sure. No. no. Um, Shows which, how much research we put into on the witching hour. Yeah, well, I didn't think I needed to know the name of the mountain range. <laughs> um, witnesses Brilliant. in Glendale, which is a small town a bit closer to Phoenix than Prescott Valley, uh, they said they saw the object approach. So, so uh, uh, again, a cluster of lights in the sky that looked like it formed one singular object, uh, described as sort of having like lights around the edges yeah. and, and looking like a craft of some kind. They said they saw it um, pass at an altitude high enough to be blocked by the clouds. So my, yeah. my, my claim earlier that it was a clear night must have been some cloud because some people said, oh, the clouds were passing clouds, underneath clouds it. Clouds can come and go, I suppose. And obviously yeah. if, if it's a clear night later on in Phoenix about 10 p.m. Yeah. But if it could, could have been cloudy earlier in the evening, this this whole event happened over the course of a couple of hours. Yeah. It just does throw into sort of some doubt as to 
how high or low this craft was supposed to have supposedly been. When some people are saying it was only 50 metres above their head. Which 50 metres is high, don't get me wrong, but it's not And also, in the clouds. It, 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 like, it, it can fluctuate altitude-wise. Yeah, but like, how would that work? Are you telling that this, this craft was, was um, ascending and descending at will, for Possibly. whatever reason? There have been reports of UFOs doing that, mm. ascending and descending at will. Like when we look into the, 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 the USS Nimitz incident. Okay. Yeah, but that's that's that was ascending and descending, and this. I'm not saying that it, I'm not, at will. I'm not saying it was at will, as in one minute they're at fifty meters, and then the next minute they're at thirty thousand feet, and then within another couple of seconds they're in the atmosphere. I mean that at some point this this aircraft would have had to have. Yeah, it would have. Would have had to lift it. And then it, it went, went right down close when it got to when it got to Arizona, when it got to Phoenix. Um, it that, went right close in. Okay. Well, and that is that's that's my theory anyway. That is the, uh, as far as I'm aware, that's the first event, and that's all we really have of note for the first event. Yeah. Uh, so that leads us on to the second event, and, and the reason why this has been split up into two events is because um, we obviously, we had the sightings outside of Phoenix, and the authorities actually explained that, and we'll get into that in a minute, and then we have the, the second event, which is where these lights, the, as you will call them, and the, all this craft, or unidentified whatever, appeared over the city of phoenix and was seen by pretty much everybody in the city yeah um, it was right overhead you so yeah not i mean see calls it. had started so the the national ufo reporting center center um had already started receiving a flood of calls from people outside of phoenix reporting these weird lights so the people in phoenix were on high alert already they were looking out for they were standing outside waiting for to see the lights and yeah, they exactly. were not disappointed <clears throat> and you you'll see you can find videos um online of the of the actual event and sort of um, the sort of scale of it, most people recorded it from like on top of hills on the outskirts of Phoenix, where it overlooks the city. Yeah. But in the city, obviously, I suppose the light pollution may have like shielded it a little bit from most people, but especially people in the outskirts of Phoenix yeah. saw it best. And those, those are, are where all the eye, the best eye witness yeah, accounts. Where you got the videos and stuff. Yeah. Um, we'll go. We'll talk about those videos. Yes, in a definitely. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to name a few. I'm just going to name a few witnesses that I've got here. So uh, witness Dr. Line Kitai said that she saw a mile-wide formation of lights turn into a V. Uh, so, that, so we'll we'll notice that in this case, uh, the eyewitness reports differ between it was a collection of individual lights and each light was in, was a craft of its own. And some people believe that all of the lights came together to form a singular craft. We have Sue Watson. Um, this one made me laugh. Looks like a floating shopping mall. <laughs> are you? Are Amazing. you sure? What a great, you, anal what astute analysis that. Are you? Are you absolutely certain that wasn't in relation to its size? It might have been in relation to its size, I but no, the way I'm picturing I've it now is. I've never seen a shopping mall that is V-shaped. I'm seeing a multi-story car park. Yeah. Um, and I'm seeing crackheads outside. There's a McDonald's in there's there. There's a McDonald's. You there. see the golden M. There's there's, there's, a, there's a game station or game or GameStop if you're in America with its like windows boarded up just closing down. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, speaking of the size of the aircraft, the aircraft I call it an aircraft loosely. Um, so uh, I encourage all of our listeners to go and check out some of the. the I will I will try and link the original footage or like the news report uh, from the night or like from from when it was covered. Yeah. In 
in the uh, in the description. I mean, it's so easy. Go and have a look at it. It is also easy to find on YouTube as yeah, well. Yeah, of course, but you know, oh. we, we, we like we like to be we like to be nice here to our listeners, yeah. Thomas. Yes. Okay. Well, ufologists have already taken it upon themselves to analyze the footage as they do. Um, and don't forget, this is 1997, so this footage is is not the best footage. It's not. It is VHS and a push. It, yeah, we're talking <laughs> handheld like camcorders. Yeah, over like, the shoulder sort of deals. In, in this in this day and age, and uh, whatever year you may be listening to this in. We now have like 4K ready cameras in our pockets. This was not yeah. the case in 1997. So the uh, ufologist had, I'm not sure it was the ufologist that did the ad- analysis, but they had a hard time of it. Um, yeah. but they analyzed it from different angles using the frame of they used. Um, so what we really look, what you'll be looking at in these videos is obviously uh, the Phoenix, the city of Phoenix, and then sort of bright lights in the sky. And these are the lights everyone was crying about. Um, <laughs> All right. Um, so analysts, they, they looked at different, they looked at different pieces of footage of the lights, and they sort of like used the comparison of the the city area below, like the, how much sky you can see, like where trees would be, to sort of determine how large this craft would be. And they came to a conclusion of six thousand feet or one mile long. Uh, so this is an enormous, yeah. enormous craft. Something a like a vehicle, a vehicle like that does not exist. There's no vehicle ever. For for that's a mile um, long. just for um, scale. What would you put the scale to, Tom? That's a mile long. A mile long. It's an everyday thing that's about a mile. Everyday long. thing that's about a mile long. Um, Apart from, don't say uh, a mile. Heathrow Airport uh, Terminal Five runway. I've not been to Heathrow Airport. <laughs> I mean, you know how far a mile is. A mile is from like my house to your house. I have no scale of distance. Uh, one mile. <laughs> one mile is between our two houses are probably about a mile apart. From You're them. kidding me. That's one mile. In a straight line. In a straight line. So I probably walk more than a mile to get here. Yeah. So if you podcast. start, if you started at one end of the, the aircraft, the things I do for this podcast, man. <laughs> I mean, listen, okay. listen. You need the exercise. Yeah. All right. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's so a mile long, all right? It's, it's a, mile a mile long. So from my, from from your it house to my house. Yeah. Our listeners don't know where where we live. Exeter is five miles from edge to edge. Okay. So five. That's huge. Yeah, it's ma- enormous. I like I said earlier, no, no genuine, no genuine vehicle has ever existed to be that big. Not no, made exactly, by yeah. men. If no. this is if this is a singular craft, then yes, it's huge, massive. Yeah, think about the Leviathan from Star Wars, like the Super Star Destroyer. Oh yeah, good point. Wow. Yeah. Christ. Um, but again, that could. I'm not sure where that. How is it? I'm not sure could, who could, these analysis could are, be a Star what, their, what their credentials. Did anyone come forward to say they've heard the Imperial March behind it? I don't think Just so. faintly in the background. That would make this podcast a whole, whole lot better. More interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we've um, we've already said that uh, there's eyewitness accounts differ between was it a singular craft or was it a collection of Multiple smaller crafts? crafts? Was each light a new craft on its own? Yeah, just um, like one of one of, tight formation. one of the one of the um, accounts that we have to back up the claim that they are individual craft. These lights. Uh, was long distance truck driver Bill Grainer. Um, he Grainer? said he, Griner? 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 Griner. 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 Should we have Griner? Griner. Griner. Sorry, if you're listening, Bill, Bill Griner. Sorry, I mispronounced you. Why name. would Bill Griner be listening to this podcast? Because he was there. Wishful thinking. He obviously right. Googles it every day. He <laughs> Googles his own name. <laughs> truck driver Bill Griner. Um, he said he saw two lights near the Air Force Base in Phoenix. So sort of like hovering over the Air Force Base, like uh, we know UFOs Luke, love to do. Luke Air Force Base. Luke Air Force Base. We know that we know extraterrestrials love hanging out around US military bases. 
Um, so this doesn't surprise me. It's the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he said he saw two lights near the airbase, uh, and then he saw two F-16s take off, um, and they were followed by one of these orbs, air quote orbs. I think that doesn't matter the table there. Yeah. Uh, orbs. Um, he saw the orb follow the craft before shooting directly up vertically into the night sky. Yeah. Again, a real common theme with these UFOs. The part of that story that's the most interesting is the US Air Force deny that there were any F-16s in the sky that night. Yeah. So either they're lying or Griner's lying. And a good thing about Griner, and I did like this as well, he used a quote. He said, um... It's like having 50,000 people in a stadium watch a football game and then, and then having someone tell you you weren't, you weren't there. there. I heard this as well. That's very, very, think, very true. I think he also said, and I, I watched this interview, he said, um, he said, if you had told me before this happened that UFOs existed, um, I would have eaten my hat. But now yeah. I'm a changed man. I said, yeah, I believe in the Tooth Fairy as well. He yeah, said, I would have believed in the Tooth Fairy. Yeah, exactly. Um, I now believe in UFOs, um, and I know that the government know that they exist, and I just think that they should stop lying to us and tell yeah. us about it already. Enough people believe in it. Um, now, one of the, so someone's lying, either the Air Force is lying or Grinder's lying. Yeah. I always will believe anyone who goes against the government. Oh, yeah. Like It's like it's because like the government will just go, we'll deny it. Yeah. What are we going to do? Deny it. It's clearly flares. It's obviously flares. It's we'll, flares. We'll, we'll call this a personal choice on the matter, but yeah, same. Yeah. Official bodies, governing bodies, have a have an agenda, mm. and certainly have like a, a reason for keeping it under wraps for any skeptics out there. So certainly should um, look into it a bit more, and um, you'll you'll find out a lot of things. Let's mm. put it that way. We have got we have got a little bit of government explanation coming up in a minute. Oh, we do. We always and do with these cases, and right? it's the most do. boring. Oh God, it's even you know if if anybody listening has listened to the Roswell case, listen to that and those explanations because they're pr- they're ridiculous, but they're more believable yeah. than this. The government think that we're dumb. I <laughs> yeah, mean, we are. Really like, I can't believe how I, I can't believe how like how dumb. You'll also like, where the Western world government think that their people are. Yeah, you'll also see Roswell happened in 1947. Yeah, and this happened in 1997. Fifty years. You'll see how their how how their um, explanations for these sort of phenomena have not really changed in five decades. Mm. I think they come up with some better things. To, spew, to or, spew out, or it wasn't UFOs, and their explanations are right. But we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to we'll, get, we'll get to that we'll get because to speaking that. of the government, so um, so here's the local government of Phoenix obviously had to respond because the entire city saw these lights slash aircraft and wanted to know what the fuck was going on. Yes. Um, Frances Barwood, a local councillor, she was ridiculed when she asked in a meeting. She asked the mayor if he was going to be investigating. Yeah, the incident. She was ridiculed, yeah, and obviously she was. You thought was kind of weird. I want. Yeah, she I was. Want, met, I want to she was met with ridicule to the point where the mayor even had business cards made um, that showed a picture of her with a wearing a badge that said "I love UFOs" and a little quote that said "Speak into the tin." Speak into the tin. I will hear you. Um. So she, she, that was it. She gave up on it. Yeah. Uh, governor for Arizona at the time, uh, Fife Symington. Fife Symington. That is a name. <laughs> Fife <laughs> Symington. Oh god, I and, and also if if you if you see this guy, oh, he he's just an oh, I've never seen him. He just look. It's in the unacknowledged documentary. I keep does he, does he look like a massive, unbelievable tool? Uh, does he look like a suit? Is it? Is there a way I can say that on this podcast without say, seeming speak, like a douchebag? Speak your mind. Speak freely. Speak freely. 
I will never get another chance. Freedom of speech exists. Yes, he does. Um, because it, in, the, in that unacknowledged documentary, it gives you the, the clip. The clip of the press conference. The clip of Boris Lovington where he does the alien. Yeah, where he does it. Yeah, so yeah. For, for listeners who haven't been made aware of this, uh, in the aftermath, Governor Fife Lovington called a press conference and then he said, I think the culprit is here, to which a man in an alien suit that looks like out. was in brought handcuffs. out. In it handcuffs. Was, it was a stupid, it was a massive, it was like a billowy, like silvery, shiny, like overall type deal he's wearing yeah and the head was huge and the fingers are really long like et style thought sort of deal yeah and it was just big. very distasteful okay well i mean what makes this even stranger is that five simington later admitted that even he himself saw the lights he saw the lights with his own eyes um, and he was quoted as saying um as a pilot this i can say with absolute certainty this was not a man-made object, and he also said it um, wasn't. It wasn't high altitude flares, which is interesting. Yeah, we'll it couldn't be our high altitude flares uh, because these flew in formation. Um, it was not a almost man-made perfectly object. very very tight formation, as if they were attached to a larger craft. Yeah, which is very 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 interesting. But yeah, the um, the actual news store, the, the national news didn't pick it up until uh, June, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then it was all over it, and the whole nation was all over it. Wait, so you're saying that this this was kept sort of under media blackout for three months? Yeah, June 18th. Um, the store was in national spot until June 18th, three months later. Um, it was described as the most confounding UFO sighting in, in 50 years since Roswell. Mm. Um, it was certainly the most compelling. Yeah, um, and it did specify the government were not investigate actively not investigating. Yeah. So very unactively investigating. <laughs> yeah, but that's quite strange. You weren't looking into it at all. In 1997, um, it was revealed that the US government um, had a had a total defense budget of $600 billion. And that year, they spent $22 million yes. investigating UFOs. So yeah. the government a threat, do... A th- an, uh, yeah, unidentified aerial phenomena. Any threat, threat to national yeah, security. Yeah, th- threat to national security. Um, so the government absolutely do. They do kind, investigate Kind of like UFOs. grudge sign and blue book. But all over again, sort of, I guess. Just not, but like, not as fun, certainly not as, not as yeah, not the cool name, not as sexy, like yeah. grudge. Yeah, that's why that's I like, such a cool. That's why I like to call this one the the, the boomerang in the sky. The it's got more of a ring to it. Fly. I call it the boomerang in the sky because it was described by a lot of the eyewitnesses. The shape the of this ram. It wasn't like it wasn't a star destroyer. Like the triangle, the shape wasn't like the bow of a ship. It wasn't shaped like a battleship. Yeah. It was more boomerang shaped. It didn't fly through. It didn't spin through the air, and it didn't come back when you. It's just it. Australians, man. They're they're watching. Absolutely, us. they're, they're watching getting us. revenge on yeah. our kangaroos, man. I'm telling you, you got to watch no, those. Those guys. guys, those guys are mean. <laughs> mean. Have you ever seen a kangaroo? Yes, I've seen a kangaroo. I've seen him box somebody. I've seen him punch them in the face. They will drag. They dog. will drag you into the river and drown you. That is for a fun <laughs> for, for for enjoyment. <laughs> for shits and gigs. They really get a kick out of it. <laughs> those sick fucks. So that's about the end of the timeline. Um, we're going to get into theories now, of, of, of which there are only really two. And let's face it, with these um, with these UFO cases, mm. ghost cases and stuff, until we get into cryptids, there's there's going to be. I mean, be I'm, I'm still not familiar really. with what cryptids are. I'm, I'm here to learn. Uh, cryptid is a um, uh, a creature said to be mythological, but people theorise live. Oh, you mean like a centaur. Bigfoot, Bigfoot, Loch Ness. Oh, the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Um, the abominable snowman, yeah. Yeah. Yeti, the Yeti, Yeti, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's there's cryptids. 
Mm -hmm. the, the Fresno Nightcrawler, the Flatlands Monster, all that. The Fresno Nightcrawler. Oh, we'll get into that another time, but I really want to do that. That's going to be an episode of the podcast. Yes. Okay. Of course it is. Right. Okay. So yeah, the the, the case the case are twofold. The first theory is that is in line with the government's um, sort of official explanation that there were high altitude flares dropped in the training exercise that night. Yeah. Okay. So this does this theory does actually get backed up. So the Center for Environmental Information. Uh, release their wind report, so they obviously keep track of all the wind, every direction it goes. How that must be a really boring wind. job. Uh, I mean, I was, <laughs> just yeah. stepping out your door and just going, licking your finger and going, it's windy. <laughs> that is, Roughly I, that way. I don't <laughs> think that that is the science behind how they work and how they operate. That must be how they were formed. <laughs> I bet they did that in the first place, and they won't be probably. <laughs> There's probably a better way. way of doing this. <laughs> There's technology. There's, there's um, gear out there. Well, yeah, this 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 office they released their wind reports, and the wind was consistent um, in a way that it could carry a flare or a group of flares at that speed in that direction in that time. So that does give one point to the debunkers. Yeah, um, I think it's they, the only they, time they're right. They, the, the government state they dropped the flares uh, near Gila Bend, Arizona. Yeah. Um, but it is noteworthy, and this is where the theory starts to fall apart a bit. The flares were dropped at 10 p.m. Mm. The first sightings were at seven. seven. So this doesn't really um, explain the first set of lights at seven p.m. Um, Wait, so yeah, so they said they dropped the flares at ten. We were having sightings from seven. Yeah, so then, exactly. So what was that? Also, I would I would like to point out the lights were seen over Phoenix at ten. The flare drops were said to have taken place at okay, ten. Okay, so ten out in Gila Bend, which is outside of Phoenix. So they, so it's not true. They, they can't be in two places no, at once. Exactly. Flares. The wind. No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't care. It is those are in a wind tunnel, you can't blow them over a couple of miles immediately. I can it give wouldn't. it a damn good go. You can give it. A, you can blow as much as you want, man. You're not the big bad wolf up in it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it, it does. It does. It's also worth mentioning that no planes were reported in the area by either the National Guard or Luke Air Base. Or Luke Air Base, um, and nothing was picked up on any radar, be that professional or amateur. And yes, there are people in America who have radar, who have sophisticated radars, and they check them on the daily just that way inclined <laughs> uh, and sometimes man, it's worth people it. people in the states they really do have these strange hobbies man yeah well i mean there was I mean, another there was another i can't remember his name there was um, me saying that but i fucking hunt ghosts for a living so well for a hobby yeah let's face it um I'm, let me try and find his who's name the, who's the real weirdo here <laughs> there was um there was somebody who had a really powerful telescope mitch stanley mitch stanley a civilian that sounds like the sort of guy who would own a really powerful telescope he really does and he wears a hat with the american flag on it and oh. has a bald eagle tattoo 100 percent. ma <laughs> yeah exactly i was thinking like loser lives at home with his mum. i'm really sorry for anyone who knows <laughs> i live at home with my mum. Yeah. screw you man no i mean like if mitch stanley is tuning into the pod right now i like, don't think he will be he's like oh it's my it's my time in the spotlight my 15 <laughs> so minutes just and he's like tearing. we're just completely There's ripping just, him apart it's just two british dudes tearing you apart from across the pond <laughs> um he has a really powerful telescope and he he used this telescope apparently you can he's got like a fifteen thousand times scope or something yeah um so he looked he said that he looked at the lights and said that they were planes um which i don't believe because they don't look like planes and no radars picked them up but yeah amateur amateur telescope i, I don't even know why i said why i mentioned this also when we go back to um five simington's sort of thing when he said he saw them he and we did say earlier he said they didn't look they couldn't be high altitude flares because they were flying in, in tight formation, perfect formation yeah. which 
I don't care how good the wind is, mate. That's a one million chance yeah. to fly flares in a tight formation. Well, I mean, I've got another way that you can debunk that flare thing. Okay. So the National Guard, for the 20th anniversary in 2017... Pretty um, recently. Pretty recently. They performed a demonstration of yeah. the flare, of the flare experiment they claimed to do. They did it. If you, you can see a video of it, um, everybody says it looks absolutely nothing like the Phoenix light that yeah, was seen that exactly. night. It literally looks and like the, a plane flying and over you, <laughs> and a firework going off. And and you know the governor looking at it going, we did good here, boys. Yeah, they're never going to suspect a thing. And then everyone's like, what the fuck is that? I don't, I don't like it. What is mm. going on? Um, <laughs> another debunking, another flare debunking is a, a special effects expert called Jim Dillasotta. Dilatosa. That's his name, Dilatosa. <laughs> what unfortunate name. Let me say that one more time. Let me say it one more time. Jim, oh Jim Dilatosa, um, he was a special effects expert. He said that he described them as a perfectly uniform light set of lights with no variation of, of edge to edge. So they were all perfect, essentially like perfectly placed apart from each other. Yeah. Um, and he said he could rule out that it was lasers, flares, holograms, drones, or any aircraft of any kind as a yeah. potential source. I think he said, you know, I just don't know what this is. Mm. Too just, bright in the sky he, to be a flare. He was just like, yeah, I don't know. He, I said, don't I, know. he said, I don't know what it is. I tell you what it isn't. Yeah. This guy sounds like he knows what a whole lot of things are. Yeah. Well, I mean, special effects expert. He was yeah, literally, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. literally he, mysterious. He's, he's the, yeah. Yeah. Or the name like that. Mysterio from Spider-Man. Special effects yeah. expert. Turns into a, turns into a supervillain using drones. Is, does he turn into a supervillain? What does he call yeah. himself? The he calls himself Mysterio. Not yeah. not the tosser. That's Jim <laughs> Dilla tosser. He's <laughs> just like Mysterio. No, he's just like Mysterio. He's Christ! <laughs> no, I recently watched okay. Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, I, yeah. Okay. I thought it was pretty good. It was a good movie. I thought it was all right. Um, Tom Holland. Holland. Incredible. Yeah, visually it's it's a, it's gorgeous. I watched yeah. Birds of Prey straight afterwards, um, and that was visually appealing for completely different reasons. Yeah, right. Back to it. <laughs> <laughs> so the last the last theory there really is that there was something pretty spectacular. No, are you saying that? Are you saying that? Of course, you're saying this. Are you saying <laughs> that it's definitely a UFO? Look, okay. If we're gonna get into theories here, Tom, what do you think? Um. I don't know. I don't think. I don't here think. Here we go. Mister sits on the fence. Yeah, I'm going to stay on the <laughs> fence again. No, I look. Your okay. butt must be red raw from sitting on that fence. Look, look. Okay, here's here's what I think. Okay. I think human beings. What once again they've seen lights in the sky and they've gone, ooh, what's that? And then let their imaginations run wild. Um, it wasn't. I don't know. It probably. I believe in UFOs, and you know I do. I'm not. I'm not a skeptical. I'm not a skeptic. Yeah. I'm not a skeptical. <laughs> um, so okay. I think I think that this one there is a very good possibility that this could be extraterrestrials uh, only because it can't like, they're, they're not flares they're 100% they're not flares floating no, in the wind not. they're not balloons no. they're not planes it is not the, as we were saying earlier a flock of geeks who, no. have, who have swallowed lanterns they, they, just because they fly in the formation <laughs> <laughs> like, they're literally homing geeks pigeons. though man uh, apex predators man Okay, we've talked about Spider-Man, we've talked about geese. Back to the aliens. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it was. I, I think there, there's a chance this could be extraterrestrials. Yeah, I mean, um, myself, um, I would like to point out as well, historically, um, the 
there are many. You can talk about the Romans now. So, Alexander, Alexander the Great and the Mesopotamians yeah. are said yeah. to have flying uh, shields. Talked about flying I've shields. I've heard this as well. Yeah, crawling over the lands at quite low altitudes and stuff. It's it's not unheard of. Were they smoking too much weed at the time? They were hammered on yeah. that good Roman ale. Good Roman ale. I don't know what Romans drink. I don't. Um, I don't know. They had probably a lot, they had a lot of orgy, didn't they? Oh, you know what? It must have been a fucking great time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Twenty twenty one sucked compared to oh the early Roman Empire. Tell me about it. Like, there, there thanks are, a lot. Well, only only a little bit of of disease going around. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have to worry about super cough. It kills <clears> no, them. They weren't wearing masks. They were just no. They were just wearing like really cool very armor. little, very little. Oh, and they were seeing flying shields. So they just it relates to this episode of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, they, they, yeah. So it, throughout history, like you say, um, many different civilizations have reported seeing triangular shaped flying shields. Yeah. Fly, floating through the air. Exactly. So it could be the same as this. And or they might have been, they might have been look, seeing extraterrestrial visitors. To, to quote um, a well-liked fictional character of mine. <laughs> Is it bad? When, when all the explanations are wiped out, when all the mundane explanations are wiped out, when will we finally look towards the extraordinary for an explanation? Um... I mean, I think we already are. We've both basically said we think this one's extraterrestrials. We know that the government have a UFO task. I wasn't aiming it to our listeners. To our, to our listeners. Yeah, to what our do audience. you think, listeners? Yeah, what do you think? Um, we value your opinion. Yeah, we would, actually. Um, and if, if you disagree with me, I'll fight you over it. Even if we, if we have any listeners. Could we just be speaking into the ether? Hello. Am I putting this on Spotify for no reason? <laughs> Show me your listening. <laughs> But yeah, yeah that, that's sure like that's blah, blah, blah. that's generally that's generally the what I'm sort of putting on it. I think I think it definitely was. I just basically as a, a process of elimination. Mm. I've not been given a theory that I could look at and go, you know what? Plausibly, that could be. I mean, I do think that there is a chance that I mean, because I know that the, the U.S. Army and every other army by this point in 2021, they are they, they are have known for they, sending out flocks of geese. No, the they are not. I mean, they <laughs> might be. We're know. not known for it, for sure, but they might do it. It's a good um, way. Of, it's a it's, it's, no, it's a good way of protecting your. I know that I know that the um the the you know the, they have um stealth fighters now that are sort of triangular shaped and yeah. they do float through the sky and they do make no sound and maybe maybe that's what it was maybe they were testing out a mile uh, long one. You know, yeah, but who knows if that's even accurate? Like uh, true, uh, like we say, hey. it was analysts analyzing footage that told us it was a mile long. Yeah. Uh, and some eyewitness said that it was it was enormous and it blocked out the sky and stuff like that. But yeah. we don't know that for sure. No, it could have been a lot smaller. I mean, look at it. Look at it this way: Could this just be um, the U.S. government experimenting with recovered alien crash site materials from Roswell now, fifty years earlier? Now we're really getting now we're now we're, now we're delving deep. Um, that is a theory that I have as well. Is you know, yeah. if 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 the Roswell crash did happen and we did recover. Alien crash like alien materials. materials yeah. Then, then, then a lot of our technology that we use today and that we take for granted. Stealth maybe, fighters could well be. Yeah, stealth fighters that you know, aircraft capable of moving through the air, uh, making no sound. You yeah, know, not would, showing up on radar, for example. Definitely like to recommend a few documentaries out there, unacknowledged on Amazon Prime and um, Bob Lazar. Yeah, Fire in the Sky. 
Yes. Fire in the um, Sky is great. They all cover this sort of stuff, so be sure to check those out. We should probably do it. We should probably do an unacknowledged episode at some point. I think I think we'll probably. We'll probably like, where we'll we probably, review it. We'll, and we'll probably, we we'll probably it, look yeah. into it. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot to unpack in that. Yeah. Believe me. So stay tuned for that. I think we should wrap it up here. Yeah, I, th- I think I think that's pretty much that's pretty much where we're coming down on, guys. Um, but yeah, thank you very very much for listening. Episode three is in the bag, Tom. Yeah, I know. I'm very happy. I can't believe we made it to episode three. We um, couldn't believe we made it to we episode could, two. We'll high five and everything. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, Lee earlier he downed an entire tub of KFC gravy in celebration of episode I three. I could not describe. Um, to I got me. a new white T-shirt and I spilt baked bean juice on it within an hour of wearing it for the first time. We are horrific human beings. Yeah, so that was episode three. There we go. There we go. It's, it's thanks in, so it's much, guys. Thank you very much. As I say, um, um, like, share. I don't know. Is there a like function? Fuck it. Like, share, subscribe, yeah. um, tweet. On, on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review. Please do that. Please add us on LinkedIn. No, I'm joking. No one uses <laughs> LinkedIn. Um, please follow the Instagram page, TWH Paranormal. That's Tango Whiskey Hotel Paranormal on Instagram. Um, every uh, Obviously, the podcast every two weeks, the week in between that, the Thursday in between that, or the Friday, if I'm working. Yeah. Um, the uh, I will put up a little preview um, a preview to the next episode and give you the, the subjects and, and give you a little little taste, a little taste, a little taste, a little taste for it, a little teaser, an appetite. If you have at the listened, banquet of paranormal, if you have listened to this far, so sincerely thank you very oh, much. Oh God, yeah, thank um, you. We want and we will be back for episode four. Oh, we will and we be will back be back for episode ten, and we will probably make it to episode hundred. They'll, they'll they'll be party hats, party poppers. Yeah, you know all of our. <laughs> All of our pals we'll definitely want us to shut up about this. We'll definitely <laughs> see how that goes. But um, yeah, we will, we will look at getting some some special guests on in future episodes as well. We'll uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, and remember, the truth is out the there. The Witching Hour Case Files. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and good night. Bye bye. Good night. Bye-bye.